0: There was this guy called Mike Marcola, and back in 1970s, uh, he was retired, he actually retired at the age of 32 years old, he retired, and what he would do, he was only 32, so he was still young, so what he would do, he would go to businesses and startup companies, and he would just help out, like once a week, like, like on a Monday, he would just go and talk to different business owners and he would just help them out on their business idea help them write a business plan help them uh better their business come up with processes come up with uh, better ways of doing business and help them just on their daily operations and uh, just talk to them and see what he could help and he would do that for free And he started doing that and then one time he got a phone call from a friend of his he told him hey go go check out these people some guys say they got this company that they're starting go take a look at them since you're doing this you know just see what you can do for them so he went out there went and visited these guys and then he liked the idea and so he was retired, uh, and what they what they told them is that they wanted to st- start this business, and this is what they were doing. And so, Mike Mercola actually was the guy that wrote the business plan for Apple and helped Steve Jobs take Apple off the ground so he writes the business plan himself for Apple to help Steve Jobs get funding or to help Steve Jobs have a guide and have a a clear path to follow on creating the massive company that Apple is today and so um, this guy Mike Mercula just is looking at uh, the business plan that he wrote himself and says you know what this is actually a pretty good thing this is going to be a really good business um, and even though in the 1970s people didn't even know what personal computer were and he was just like you know what in 90 months we're going to be cash flow positive and this is really going to be a big business in 5 years so he said, you know what, if calculating, if it's according to the business plan, um, just about $140,000 will do it to start it up and to really get it off the ground. So he put up the money himself and he funded it, wrote a check, gives it to Steve Jobs, and Apple is born. Very unlikely place. And. Um, it's not really known this guy. It's not even, you know, it's not really like like this big famous guy or anything like that. But this is the guy that made Apple possible by writing the business plan and writing that first check coming from an unlikely source. Unlikely because this guy was already retired. Unlikely that he'd be retired at 32. Unlikely that he'd still be going out helping other entrepreneurs for free. Unlikely that he would just meet uh, these two guys and see their condition, see you know their unkempt uh, attire and how they presented themselves, and very unappealing and just decide, you know what, this makes sense and I'm going to help them out uh, so that, that was very unlikely but that is how uh, they got started uh, <clears throat> there was also uh, this other guy back in back in the day uh, his father used to be a tailor where they were from, they migrated to the United States uh, this was actually back in the Um, industrial revolution uh, then uh, his father passed away now he's um, forced to work as a young kid starts working about his mother and his other siblings and then he starts working had the um uh what they used to call back then an operator and starts working as uh as an operator and what that was is like they were doing uh like what is that called uh telegrams so they, they were doing telegrams um and actually it wasn't telegrams it was like you know they would they would tap on this thing and then you know they would send the signal they, they, i think it was telegram so anyway so the um this guy starts working uh, as a operator and he became a smooth operator so they um it's really good so he starts earning a lot of money and so um well a lot of money for the time and and for that position so he starts saving money and then this um uh, things starts happening in the country where they start building a railroad and they build the railroad uh, little by little so now businesses were very locals it was just you know the local business they sell um, within the community whatever product or services they had and with the coming of the train now businesses have the opportunity to sell products in other cities in other towns in other states and businesses have the opportunity to expand and grow and this kid just just sees the opportunity there so he, he had a little bit of cash saved up so he comes and he puts in some money into the railroad investing the money in uh into the the building of the railroad then he grows the little bit of cash that he has then he puts puts it back in grows it takes you know gets in investments uh profits and and starts growing his money so he figures this out um just because he was working at the um uh, as an operator and and so he starts growing his money and so he realizes you know what it's actually the railroad is going to be finished or you know it's not they're not going to be building the railroad forever so the real thing is actually um what they're building the railroad with it's this deal so he goes and 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 he tries to um See how he get into he'll get into the steel business and how to you know make the steel and how to produce it how to sell it how to provide the steel for the railroad. Um, now he his vision is that yeah first it's going to be the railroad but then it's going to be bridges and then it's going to be buildings and and it's the steel is going to be the thing. That they are going to need to really build the infrastructure of the country like he really understands that and he knows that this is what it's going this is where the business is this is where the money is so uh, so this kid starts doing that um, now he's um, now he's a man he's a grown adult he's a young man and so he starts doing that now uh, and then there's a Great Depression in the country and so in the middle of the Great Depression then he goes out and he has all this cash that he's that he's got saved up because he's invested in so now he's got a lot of cash and he goes out he buys in the middle of the Great Depression he buys some land in New York and he starts building a steel Factory in the middle of New York, and and so he starts building this factory, and he goes, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it, build it. Uh, he hires people, he's giving people jobs in the middle of a depression, and people are telling him, you're, you're crazy. You're building a factory, you're giving people jobs. You should save your cash, wait it out. Let you know you don't know what's gonna happen. You know. Uh, you know this whole steel thing it's not gonna work out but he sees the long term and you know he just goes for it and is very unlikely that you know immigrant family this kid he just comes out and starts doing all of this um, in the middle of New York and all of a sudden this kid has just got a bunch of cash. Recession and the depression passes. And building with steel takes off. Now this guy is just at that time making a million dollars a year for himself. And this is like big money. Like This is like making a billion dollars a year for himself back in the day. So this guy... He is the wealthiest of wealthy, the elite, super rich, but he's not the elite according to the old money that was already in the town, um, old money that was uh, pre-existing. You know, people from gener- w- with money from generations to generation, they they were just looking down their noses. At him and and so one day he's riding his horse down uh, the street in New York and he's he just says you know what these people um they think I'm nobody just because I came from nothing and I came from the bottom um, and they don't recognize my last name and they don't recognize my name so. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my name memorable where everyone is gonna see it. So he goes out in the middle of the town, he buys another land, and he builds Carnegie Hall. Gail Carnegie built Carnegie Hall just for that. So that they would remember his name. that they did. Very unlikely. Start from the bottom. And get to the very top. In those days. And it was very unlikely for him. To be there at that time. In that place. uh, And to come from the family. He came from. uh, Family with no name. So it was very unlikely. Um, And the the thing is that you know, a lot of things, uh, that are unlikely, or a lot of the unlikely things are sometimes the, the, the great things that, that happen in in people's lives, um, you know, there was, um, a while back, even, even further back, uh, than that, um, There was um, a a small town in this kingdom, and it was uh, very unlikely for anything good to come out of this town. Uh, It's it's actually, it was a saying, you know, uh, what good can come out of this town. Uh, You know, back in the day, they had had shithole towns. Uh, Now we have shithole countries but back in the day, it was kingdoms, so the kingdom had towns, and so it was very unlikely town to, for things to come out of, good things to come out of, um, this town, so, um, it was, um, uh, like, a small town, very disregarded, um, and people, you know, just, overlooked it, and it was, um, you know, taken for granted, and, uh, there's this one time that, you know, uh, very, um, strange things were happening around that time in the town, and there was this, uh, era of, like, uncertainty, commotion, uh, there was this, um, thing where the king was even um passing out ridiculous laws and and the king was actually just doing crazy things and you know um and then they did it was actually also around the time where, where they had to do a census and and then they did a they did this census where you know everybody had to go to their own towns and do and take um write their names and you know be counted for the census and you know kind of like 2020 and, and so on but uh, a lot of strange things were happening and all these unlikely things um, and the most odd and unlikely things um, that could have happened happened in 2020 and so on. it was very similar in, in, in that time and then something um weird happened. Um it was kinda like um like a, f I don't know, like a phenomenon or you know, something that caught people's attention. Uh there was this bright star that that appeared. Uh kinda like the star that just happened a couple of days ago, a couple of nights ago. You know, big this big bright star. Um appeared in the sky and so um, out of the most unlikely places and out of the most unlikely uh, towns and in the most unlikely scenery and after a myriad of unlikely uh, events happening all at once there was this Really uh, amazing thing that happened, and uh, a, a child was born in in, in that um, unlikely place, and and then he became known as um, Jesus of Nazareth, and he became. And somebody even said to him one time, or somebody even said, you know, of Nazareth, what good can come out of Nazareth? And and so uh, it was very um, weird how everything played out, very unlikely circumstances. But this goodness that came out out of this unlikely circumstances and out of this unlikely place split the world in half there was a before and an after and there was a before It marked history it it, it just created an a historic event Whether believed or not, it is remembered to this day. It will always be remembered. Um, It is celebrated by many. Whether the name offends some or the name makes others happy. When Jesus was born, the world and history was split in half, and then it's something just, uh, regardless of what you believe are it's something that cannot be denied. Our calendar is guided by the the BC and 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 AD. It's you know it's completely changed the world. Unlikely things out of all unlikely places can change the world if it's unlikely for you to be who you are because of your family's beliefs because of how you were brought up because of your perspective or the perspective of your inner circle because of the world that surrounds you if it's unlikely for you to do the things that you do. Just look into it a little bit further down the line. What good is it bringing to the world? If it's bringing any good to the world. If it will change the way the world does business. If it will change the way the world does sees art if it will change the way the world believes if it will change one person in a positive way for you it is worth it if the unlikely act of you going out of your way for a 10 second smile to make someone's day, it's worth it, then do it. Do the unlikely. Be the unlikely. Because unlikely doesn't have to be negative. Unlikely can be the most positive, world changing thing that ever happened in history. My name is Henry Calix. This is Perspective. Thank you for listening to this episode of Perspective. And this was Unlikely.